With threats to our nation waiting around every corner, adaptability is more important than ever. When conditions change without notice, quick strategic thinking is crucial. And with obstacles consistently impending, determination is essential in overcoming them. It's this willingness, decisiveness, and resilience that sets Marines apart. With our fighting spirit, we don't just fight battles, we win them. Marines are the constant our nation counts on to fight the unknown. And through adaptable problem solving, we do just that. Learn more at Marines.com. You're listening to the Tennis.com podcast, and here's your host, Ed McGrogan. Bonjour, mes amis. Je m'appelle Ed McGrogan, and we're back with the Tennis in 10 podcast, your daily look at all the action from Roland Garros in under 10 minutes, and we're about at the halfway point of the tournament. Uh, the third round not complete, though. Uh, we had, this is a little earlier version of the podcast, hopefully, because uh, play was called at about 7 p.m. local time, uh, 1 p.m. here in the east coast of the U.S., uh, with a, a few matches you know, to be complete tomorrow. Uh, the ones that did get in, though, uh, I think, again, a pretty noteworthy day overall um, You know, as we move into the second week of the tournament. The, the day's marquee match, we'll start with that, was Andy Murray versus Juan Martino Potro. Now, it was marquee coming into it, and it certainly paid off You know that uh, that expectation early on. The first set of that was, you know, it rekindled all of what you remember from the from last year's um, two marathons between Murray and Del Potro at the Olympic Games and in Davis Cup. Um, this first set was 83 minutes in length, 7-6, uh, 10-8 in the tiebreaker. It went to Murray. It was a, um, you know, mixture of inability to hold, but just, you know, really the... The, the person kind of reeling on the ropes, just, just finding something to sustain that set for just a little bit longer. Uh, it made the second set, which was 7-5, you know, by comparison, feel like a breeze. It, it, you know, when you have a set that goes that long, it, it, do, it shouldn't feel like it was just, uh, you know, a walk in the park. But, it, but the way that the, how much was exerted in the first set made it seem that way. And that made the third set, which was 6-0 um, to Murray, of course, you know, I don't know if it, I don't know if it felt, felt predestined that way, given what Del Potro put into the first two sets and couldn't put into the third. Um, but we, but, you know, we have seen this a lot you know, in some matches with Del Potro since really, you know, the extended stretch of his career where he where he's dealt with injury. He's he has just, you know, been unable to last for the duration. Um, you know, obviously a match in stark contrast to that is what we saw in Davis Cup last year against Murray. Although, you know, what ended up happening with the Olympic Games, I thought he wilted, you know, by the end there as well. This is a completely different story. Six love in a match where Del Potro really did have um, a lot of his firepower going for a long time. Murray, I thought, was very sharp in using the drop shot as much as he could. He he actually broke, you know, brought that out the first two points of the match, and did so again, you know, throughout the the first set tiebreaker. And you know, really, whenever he wanted to, um, 
I think sort of test Del Potro's health a little bit and his mobility. Um, you know, the big guy, he, he always, I think, surprises us with his ability to, to, you know, to, to compete uh, in this incredibly demanding baseline era. But he's, you know, he's one of the few guys that, that really has the game and the code and the confidence to beat some of the members of the big four. But, you know, this was Murray as soon as the second and set ended, it was over with. Um, so he moves on to the fourth round. Um, so, you know, before that on, on Chatrier, we had, you know, another seed go down um, to an unseeded player. Ignacio uh, Radwanski, the ninth seed, unable to hold serve once against Elise Cornet, uh, the French woman, 6 2, 6 1. Um, Cornet will face another French woman um, in Caroline Garcia in the fourth round. She had uh, the day's most competitive match. It was first on in court one against um, Shea Sue, um, six four four six nine seven, meaning that France will will have a um, a player in the quarterfinals of the women's draw. They'll also have somebody in the fourth round of the men's, but the match between Monfils and Gasquet uh, was not completed. It, it was currently 6-5 to Monfils. Uh, Monfils had set points in that first set. That match, the way that was looking in terms of, um, you know, both players very content to trade balls from the baseline, standing back, you know, playing 20-shot rallies very regularly, I mean, that at that pace, at least, not that it will necessarily end up this way, but if, if it continued on that stretch, you're looking at a four-hour match there between those two. And, you know, it's one of those where I was thinking about it, and Monfils and Gasquet does look great on paper, I have to say. Um, certainly gets the boost for being, you know, being played at Roland Garros. Um, but I, I, I didn't think it translated all that well thus far, honestly. The fans, for one don't have that collective rooting interest behind one of the two players as they unlike when a Frenchman plays any a player from any other country, particularly on a uh, Chatrier. And you know, for all of the, the, the gets and the shot making that both these two can can bring us, I just it almost was like too much of of the same sort of tune. Um I think that's why Monfils is at his best when he is playing someone who is much more of a, a straight up and down player, um, and you know when Gasquet is, is forced to use a little of his creativity against guys of the same milk. I, I, I'm, I was you know as much as I was looking forward to that one a bit, um, I was okay with the the bell kind of being rung, and maybe we'll get something a little different tomorrow uh, when that finishes. Um, moving back to the women's side uh, on Longland Halop over Kazakina six zero seven five. There were actually three six-love sets played today in the third round of a major, on show courts, no less. Um, so there was a lot of lopsided play, actually, from what did come through on Saturday. The other one came uh, in Stan Wawrinka's three-set win over Fanini, 7-6, um, That one sort of, in a way, resembled the, the Murray-Del Potro match in that there was a big push by both men early on, and as soon as that push waned from Fanini um, in this match, it was all Wawrinka one-way traffic. Fanini actually served for the first set twice, uh, unable to convert, 
And Vavrinka wins 12 of the final 14 games after that, you know, in, in really no contest the rest of the way. Um, Vavrinka and Murray, I think you do have to give a lot of credit to today, um, given that I think both, you know, both of them played um, difficult lower-seeded players, the 28 and the 29 scenes in Fanini and Del Potro. But guys, obviously, they have slam experience, certainly dangerous games. Um, but both of them get out of a, a rainy day in straight sets, get their matches in. That's key. I think is a huge day for both uh, of those two. And you could say the same for Chilich as well, who wins 1-3-3 three, and three early against Feliciano Lopez. Um, Chilich extremely under the radar, not even being discussed at this tournament, even though he is the seventh seed um, and looking really nice on the clay so far. Um, the other matches that were played partially or completely, uh, Hyun Chung against Kane Shikori. Chung pushed that to a fourth set, um, which he leads three love. He lost the first two sets, and he won the third in a tiebreaker. Um, and over on court two, you had a continuation of a match that started on Friday between Wozniacki and CC Bellis. That did finish, thankfully. Uh, Wozniacki winning in three sets, 6-2, 2-6-6-3. Kevin Anderson earlier defeating uh, Kyle Edmund in five sets, 6-4 in the fifth. Um, John Isner drops the first set in a tiebreaker, actually, to Karen Chachanov. Uh, that's the only part of that match that was completed. And you move over to court three, the remaining singles play. Uh, Carasuarez Navarro, 6-4, over Vesnina. And Fernando Verdasco defeating Pablo Cuevas in, in something of a minor upset, um, given what Cuevas has done this year. But, but Verdasco... Um, Certainly, no clay court slots himself. He does. He does win two, one, and three. That was certainly uh, the surprise element of that match. Um, so, quite a few singles matches to get uh, third round singles matches to get in tomorrow. And the uh, as a, as I'm recording this, the order of play still not out yet. It's going to be very busy with fourth round matches as well going in there. Uh, so this will be a, a pretty stacked card from start to finish tomorrow at Roland Garros. Um, we'll have a lot to discuss tomorrow on the Tennis in 10 podcast. I bid you adieu. We'll talk tomorrow. You've been enjoying the Tennis.com podcast. For all the latest news and events, head over to Tennis.com.